Whoa. Uh, what is up, everybody? We are Three Balls and BLP. We are back. It is Wednesday, October 28th. Yep, that's the right date. Halloween's around the corner. Uh, you got Mike here. Matt's also with me. Matt, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, got beat by you in fantasy this weekend. I wasn't going to bring it up. This is the first time you've done that in three years. I wasn't going to bring it up. And, um, yeah, so other than that, things are good, you know. Football, Midwest, Big Ten football's back. It's great. The Browns won a game they were supposed to win, and uh, baseball's over. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up football. Uh, we, I'm going to give the uh, recap of our weekly wagers because it was a tightly contested contest between two of us. Yeah, I didn't and show Matt, up. And Matt was also there for a little bit of it. <clears throat> um, coming up in last place and donating $20 to the pot, the last pot of the October month for Susan G. Komen Foundation. This is, guy. is Matt Bianco with a grand total of winnings of $77.27. Uh, the winner of the week was me over Jordan by a whopping eight cents. Our tightest margin of victory uh, yet. Crazy. <laughs> um, so, Jordan, thanks for coming out. You started out hot. But sometimes the host of the show has to give you a little little knocking back back down a peg or two. Uh, you got to work on your smack talk a bit. I mean, the results, the proof is in the pudding. I don't need to smack talk yeah, when I want. I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, We're nice. Podcasters. Trying to be nice to our guests so they can come back on. Um, but uh, this is another little segue here. We also had big UFC fights over the weekend that we kind of talked about on the weekly wagers. We definitely talked about it on the pod because we had a UFC 254 nickname Pick'em. Uh, I have the results. Matt Starkey did not have a great day. He went two for fi- three for five, bringing his record to 13 and 11. Uh, Matt, some, some could say you had a good day. Some would say you had a great day because you went five and oh. I would say great. Bringing your record to 19, 14, and 1. So. Just challenge me a little bit, man. It's the first time one of our contributors has gone perfect. We've had one Instagram voter go perfect. Uh, but Matt, congrats. You're uh, you're back on the, the right side of things here. Yeah. Put it back together. Yeah. Um, but as we've done the past couple of pods, we're going to start off before we get into football and things with kind of a random off the wall question. I told you to start thinking of some kick-ass action adventure movie characters. So today's question, Matt, is it's you, four other people, movie characters to bank heist. All right. So it's you, you need a driver, you need a muscle muscle guy you need brains to the operation that kind of plans everything out you need a guy that's going to bring the intangibles all right so while you kind of formulate yours i'm going to give mine uh my driver is going to be frank martin from the transporter series jason statham uh he's a great driver in a lot of movies but i think uh his best is as the transporter my muscle guy is going to be dutch from predator because it doesn't get more muscly than 
Schwarzenegger in his prime. Uh, my brains is going to be Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible, just because I feel like he's a solid, solid pick. Can't go wrong there. And then my intangibles. This is crazy off the wall. You don't know what he's going to bring. I'm going Alonzo Harris, aka Denzel's character from Training Day, because he's going to do whatever he has to to get it done. And you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. So, Matt, who's joining you on this bank heist? I love when I stump him on these questions. Brings out the best Matt. Right. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk through this one. Go ahead. Although I despise the movie, the guy's sole purpose is a getaway driver. So I'm going with Baby Driver as my driver. Okay. Muscle. Solid pick. Solid pick. It's Stallone, just in a different role. I'm going Rambo. I was between Dutch, uh, Carl Weathers' character from Predator, and Rambo. Yeah. Oh, now here's where things are going to get a little... A little dicey. Brains. I think I'm going to go with Clive Owens' character from Inside Man. Okay. By doing the bank heist and, like, just staying there inside the wall for, like, what, a month? And then I'm going to walk right out the front door. Yep. Everybody wears the same mask. And then... The intangibles. Hmm. It's kind of the X factor. It brings it all together. Yep. Man. I think it's just me. It's just me. Well, you got to have five guys. So you got four right there. I don't have to. You're included. It's one person we have to worry about. All right, one last cut, I guess. So do you think your your crew is going to be successful on this bank heist? We have Rambo, so yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Yes. All right. I like it. I like it. I have the utmost confidence in myself, if you couldn't tell from that. Also, couldn't. didn't pick up on that. I don't watch any movies, if you also couldn't tell, because I can only name three movie characters. <laughs> I would, so, I'd like to so note in our, te- in our in our pre-pod text, he sent a gif of Friday Night Lights when at first I told him kick-ass movie characters, and I'm like, okay, he's not thinking of the right genre. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta give him a little something. There was no Don Billingsley gif. No. I don't think he's gonna help you out in that bank heist, though. I was really I mean, looking forward to He can't hold the football, he can't hold the lamp. Hey, 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 hey. I was really hoping to go on a Friday Night Lights rant about why the majority of people suck because they think the TV show is better than the movie and they don't even understand that the best part of the movie Mm -hmm. is based off. The best character in the show is based, like, character is based off of Don Billingsley in real life. Oh, Riggins? Yeah. This is actually a real person, people. 
drop a yeah. lamp. He found the fact that he found a, and the, the state championship ring on the sidewalk. Like that guy should just be. He might be my intangibles. Give me Billingsley. Give me Donnie. Billingsley, party Billingsley. Taylor's Billingsley. Let's go. Isn't that guy like thirty? Um. All right, let's get into a little bit of football. College football is really starting to kick into gear. We had uh, yeah. Big Ten come back this week. Are we doing um, our top four at the end of the start- show? Like, sure. We do it every week. You and I do it every yeah. week. So, no, I don't know want yeah. to start there. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get to that. Right. We'll get to that. We'll start with – so the first game of the Big Ten season was Friday night, Wisconsin versus Illinois, and boy, did Wisconsin look good. But they're now shut down for 21 days. So – Kind Dude, of how crazy is crazy. that? I don't Rain know what's worse there. the fact that somehow this guy got COVID right after he balled out or the Big Ten's rule of a 21-day holdout. Are you serious? That's so dumb. That's so dumb. I mean, each conference is doing it differently. Uh, it's not just the quarterback. I mean, I think they have like 12 guys that tested positive. So I don't know. Um, craziness there, but, um, yeah, so they, they looked really good, um, against guests of the pod, but well, guests of the pod and friend of the pod, Rob Delaney is Illinois fighting Illini. Yeah. So going to put some respect on it. Be the team you're supposed to play. I know Wisconsin had a lot of question marks going into the, into the year and now they have even more. Somebody's going to have to emerge in the backfield. I mean, they are running back just just manufacturing plant. So somebody's going to have to step up. Yeah. I w- I'm not entirely worried about their running back uh, situation because they always have six or seven guys seven. at a given yeah. year. Um, but, yeah, let's move to Saturday. Ohio State took care of business against Nebraska. Yep. Um, I think Nebraska is pretty good. I think they're going to be – I mean, granted, their schedule to start is tough. Awful. Although, awful. Maybe, maybe not because I think their game. All right, so they're off this week because they're supposed to play Wisconsin. So, blessing in disguise there for them. Um, I think they're going to take a jump forward this year. Third year with Scott Frost, he's starting to get his guys in there, really buying into his offense and his mentality and things like that. Um. Just ran into a buzzsaw that is Ohio State that's a prohibitive favorite for the college football playoff. Fields look good. You know, I mean, efficient. Took care of business. I don't know how good Nebraska's defense is, but. Well, they're a lot. They're going to be a whole lot worse the next time they play because three guys got thrown out. (laughs) Yeah. In the second half. Yeah. Which I didn't like one of the calls, but. It covered up another one that probably was, so I don't know. Can't critique the refs too much. Yeah. Um, Clemson, with a just a disappointing f- performance, uh, they failed to cover the spread of 46.5, so, I mean, probably should, have dropped, probably should have dropped from one to about like eight there, I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Get them out. Get them out. I don't know how you can justify your number one team not covering the spread. And keep him at number one, but yeah, that's that's a question for a different pod. Yeah. Um, but they took care of business against Syracuse. Uh, 
Uh, Bama rolled against Tennessee. Nothing shocking there. Yeah, can we talk about the best player in college football, please? Najee Harris? Or he's going to score twenty six touchdowns in a game in a year they only played ten games. Yeah, I mean, he's he's awesome. Just as good as, if not better, than any of the running backs that Alabama's had before him. He's awesome. So good. He needs to get some Heisman talk. What was his stat line? Let me pull it up. Twenty carries, ninety six yards, three TDs. Pretty good. He's awesome. Pretty good. Um, Bama did lose Jalen Waddle for the season. Yeah, that was rough. that was rough. Uh, not great for them, but I mean, they also kid John Mechie is going to be really good. They've got Devontae Smith, who's still a stud. Um, not the top fifteen pick. Yeah, not worried about Alabama's offense. Uh, defense showed up a little bit more, but again, Tennessee. They're playing Tennessee, so um, we'll see about that. Notre Dame finally put a game together. Yeah, uh, you're. Sprinkle the money line special of the week. They heard me. They listened to the. They put that on the bulletin board. They didn't yep. like that. <laughs> yep. For those of you that don't know, uh, the line was minus nine and a half, and Matt took Pitt to cover nine and a half, and said sprinkle that money line, and the final was forty-five to three. Uh, All right. So to be fair, if, you watch Notre Dame, if you watched them last week, you're thinking yeah. you're kind of limping into this game. Yeah, I was wrong. I mean, they scored twelve. <laughs> scored 12 points last week, got 45 this week. Uh, rounding into form, two weeks away from that showdown with Clemson. Uh, that's going to be must TV. A, that's going to be a drubbing. Clemson might win by 40. It might. Uh, is it in? Is I thought it was in Death Valley. Clemson or is it at South Bend? I think it's in Death Valley nope. because – it's in Notre – it's in Notre Dame. It's at Notre Dame. Wow. Wow. All right. Yeah. So Clemson went by So 30. that's interesting. <laughs> um, and then let's talk about the game of the weekend, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Indiana-Penn State. Unless you listen to this podcast. Indiana won- yeah. Indiana won in overtime on a controversial call. It's it's It comes down to the fact that it's called a touch or called a two point conversion on the field, and there's not indisputable video ev- evidence to overturn. I just overturn can't believe it. they didn't have another angle to see the play. Oh, the ca- can we? The fucking camera angles in that game were horrendous for every single f- play. Like the touchdowns at the end of regulation, they were five yards off and looking down. Good. I guess I I, I didn't need to cut you off but if you are going to critique that game in any way i don't think you can critique the two-point conversion if you're penn state you are the eighth best team in the country you just had a five-minute targeting review before your sophomore running back stumbled into the end zone untouched and then you gave up a drive with a minute 08 to an indiana team to score and you give up a two-point conversion and then you let him score in overtime? Come on. Well, to be fair, the refs missed a blatant taunting penalty on the Indiana quarterback after the touchdown. Got, guy stood up right over top of the defender and flexed in his face. That's textbook. Hey, we 15 let the kids yards. play now. We let the kids Just play. Just saying. Best, 
Fetch took the um, refs took the spread. They did. Um, but yeah, it that that two point conversion, it just comes down to, like I said, it being called good on the field and them having to have indisputable evidence because looking at the replay love, as many times as you did, good. I love the call though by IU's coach. It's like, fuck it, we're going. Oh yeah. I mean, home dogs in overtime, why not? Fuck it. Awesome. Awesome. Um but looking at that replay as many times as you did, it looked more like it was short than it was it was good, but you didn't have definitive evidence to show it was short. So the more times they I showed it, it, it it's, it's just – I mean, like I'm not taking anything away from Indiana. They played a great game. They deserved to win that game. But it's just like that that terminology and like the, the letter of the law for replay, that's where it gets frustrating because if you showed that replay to 20 people, they're going to say, oh, he was short. Like twenty fans are gonna that had nothing in the game. Oh, he was short. But I'm gonna go down again by saying that the NCAA and NFL football do overtime so wrong. All they should do is there should be like a dozen bars designated as non-affiliated with any of the teams that are playing at any point when there's a replay. They send it to the bar. And they let everybody at the bar make the decision. Because say they go down to like Florida and you just got some like crazy ass Tallahassee, just people out there just boozing, just getting after it. And they're looking, they're like, I think he scored. And then that's it. Fuck it. I say that's how they do it. That might be the best yeah. take I've ever had. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, but yeah, I how mean, would Penn you State. Feel right now? So, to, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to spin this on you. How would you feel right now having watched that game, been kind of invested in that game from just a, like a fan, if they would have overturned the call? Based off of that shot, how would you have felt? Are you talking about just like as a casual fan or a guy that yeah that just on the you game? like if you watch the game and you're like all of a sudden you saw it just get overturned you're like shit it kind of sucks. Well, actually, I was watching it with a buddy of mine, and we were both saying like I had so I took Penn State money line when they were down like I bet on Penn State to come back and win it, and he had no dog in the fight. In fact, I would say it was Josh who was who's been on the pod. He came on the Jim Carrey Adam Sandler pod. Uh, throwback listen to that one in our in our library it's a good one um but he was saying like it looks more so that he was short than it was that he was good and that was the argument that we had or not the argument with the discussion that we had that was just like because you have to have clear evidence you can't overturn that but he thought it was short after the replay so he was kind of like that's kind that's fucked that it wasn't overturned um i was saying that too obviously because i had penn state to win but just as a casual fan, I also thought that like it's just that terminology where like it has to be crystal clear to overturn it, where there's no like gray area or like oh. Why we bring like in the drunks, man? We bring in the drunks because they'll tell it as it is. Or you just fucking get better camera angles, or you get the pylon cam yeah. or something. But there's no way. There's no way that play itself is not rolled a touchdown on the field. That ref standing right there, like seeing it bang, bang. Oh, no, you have, to, you have to call it a touchdown. Just you call it a Go touchdown on. so you can review it. 
that and that's what refs are taught. If it's a close bang bang play for a score, you call it a touchdown. You look at it and then you go back and figure it out. So then, um, by definition, I also the think, refs did oh, everything right. They did everything right. They just need to change the wording of the replay. The refs did everything right. You can't blame this on the refs. Oh no, I'm, I'm not blaming it on anybody. Indiana went out and won the game. They they were more aggressive. They capitalized on Penn State's mistakes. Um, Sean Clifford they played were. phenomenal. Like He's he good. is a He's dog, good. real good. Um, I just think the worst thing Penn State has going for him is coaching. Like I think it's I their know. schedule. I mean, to, like, I'm not trying to rip on Franklin, but that like allowing the guy to score a touchdown. Like not beating it, right, but it head, happens. It, not taking four. But it happens in the NFL too. And then the play it, it call he had—that last-minute play call he had against Ohio State like two years ago when they probably should have won that game—was oh, yeah. awful. Was the, so the bad, option. so bad. But he's not you calling the offense. He's not calling the plays, Bruh. I'm just saying. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But he's also a top dog, so. Which is why I mean, he fired the OC after that season. But I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But the, but the argument about the guy, right? But okay, so you're saying that it's on the coaching for that kid, to, that college player, to score, not score, score. It happened in the Take NFL on Sunday. Todd Gurley. Take, I know, I know. Which is the wildest thing in the world. But take four knees. Just don't even give him the choice. Take four knees. Give him the ball back with eight seconds. Yeah. I mean, eight seconds, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. We're not even having this conversation. Yeah, it's a no right. brainer. But it's also tough to just sit on it like that. Like, you, you want to get points, but you also want to kill the clock. Because if you take the clock all the way down and get a field goal, yeah. <laughs> it's game over. But I don't know. It's just. Indiana won the game good for them. Penn State's looking at 0-2 to start the season as they go to – or Ohio State comes to Happy Valley, an empty Happy Valley. There's no fans. There's no fans. Yeah. So uh, – Just let the fans go. Literally give them hazmat suits. Come on, dude. The line's only 12 right now. That's surprising. That's shocking. Unless you went down, it opened at 13. That's shocking. That's just everybody taking Penn State. And um, – yeah, they're looking at 0-2 and end of season right there. Yep. But – and then the nightcap, Michigan just housed Minnesota. Minnesota looked so soft defensively. I mean, Minnesota had their magical year last year. I think that was – I think – I think They caught lightning in a bottle, I know. But, God, their defense looks so soft. Their defense- and I'm not saying Michigan's bad, but – but also, was Minnesota's defense that good last year? Or was their offense just good enough to mask their bad defense? Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, um, let, all I'm saying is their defense is not good. No, not good at all. <laughs> not good. Um, all right, give me your top four. Wrap up college football. Clemson. Alabama. Ohio State. And... Number four, the University of Cincinnati, the Bearcats. Fuck off. Fuck off. 
Fuck you. Um, I can't even take you seriously right now with that. Go cat. Uh, no. Um, I'll go Clemson, they Alabama. Georgia, they beat Georgia, and they compete with Notre Dame. But they don't beat anyone in the top three. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's like saying a lot about Cincinnati or saying that little about Georgia or Notre Dame. I it's mean, the, the, gap, the gap between one, two, and three in the rest of the country is so it's gigantic. Long. It's gigantic. Yeah. So I'll say Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, and I'll, I'll give it to Notre Dame just because I can't give it to Oklahoma State because they've played one game in three weeks. Um, and they're probably going to lose to Texas this week. But yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a placeholder. That yeah, fourth I mean, number is just a placeholder. Yeah, and the Clemson Notre Dame game is going to figure itself out. So one of those two teams is going to drop. I don't Say see any somehow. Clemson loses in a tight game. Clemson's still back at number four at the end of the year. Without a doubt, because Clemson will play Notre Dame again for the ACC championship. And unfortunately, Notre Dame's probably out. Yeah. Yeah, one loss Notre Dame doesn't get in. It's going to be a wild season at the end of the year. Yeah, one loss Notre Dame doesn't get in. I don't Because those are two games, those two games that don't happen in a regular season. Like, Clemson's not playing Notre Dame twice. I mean, even, even hypothetically, I don't think they were supposed to play them this year once. Uh, they might have been. I think this was the second half of that home and home from the torrential okay. downpour game. I think it was okay. just split over a good amount of years, and I think it just worked out with the ACC. Uh, don't quote me on that though. Um, all right, yeah, that's top four. Eight weeks in, one weekend for the Big Ten. Got Pac-12 coming up in two weeks, so that'll also figure some things out a little bit. Um, let's talk a little NFL here. Um. Who is legit? Philadelphia Eagles. I'm glad you said so. Yeah, they're they're super Those legit. Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Whew. Yeah, Pittsburgh is did good. You watch the end of the game. I did. Do you watch that game? Do you watch that goal line? So without that that penalty, which I don't know if it was really a penalty. Did you see the hit that their middle linebacker who separated their shoulder put on Derrick Henry? Holy mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> It was like third and one from the one or third and goal from the one just stoned them. Yep. Paid the price. Yeah. Um, yes. Steelers are legit. Um, I also am not taking that much away from the Titans in this game. They are, they're still very legit too, because I mean, you look at, they were down 24 to seven at half. They didn't start yeah, 24, seven at half. Roared back. Roared back. Which is kind of what they've been doing all year. Like they did against the Texans two weeks ago. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said about a team that can get down and still be committed to running the ball like they are. Um, because even when they were down 20 points, something like that, they were still giving the ball to Henry a good amount to keep him in the office and keep things moving and keep things matriculating. Well, they know how to win. Like Tannehill's not going to really go out there and win you – that game, you gotta you gotta chip away at it. You, they have a good defense. Just yeah, very keep it good defense. That which they did and grind their way back in. I mean, Ben had two TDs, three interceptions. 
That helps. So their defense is <laughs> defense is really good. Um, but the Steelers are still, I think, probably the best. Uh, not the bet top two in the AFC right now. Um, Going them and the Chiefs. Yeah, but a lot of that's going to figure itself out this week. Steelers Ravens. Uh, so God's Bills gonna... won a clunker, didn't they? Bills offense played phenomenally. Terribly. Uh, 18-10 over the Jets. No offensive touchdowns. No defensive touchdowns. All field goals. Uh, So, are you still buying the Bills as the best team in that division? By default? Because the Patriots didn't look good Sunday. Dolphins. Give me a Give me a week to decide. I mean, the Dolphins are three and three. Yeah, but you got Tua with his first game against that LA Rams defense, who looked phenomenal. Granted, the Bears' offense isn't great, but I don't know how much better the Dolphins' offense is than the Bears' offense. I would have more faith in the Dolphins if Fitzpatrick was still the quarterback right now than if they were throwing yeah. Tua to the fire. Fact, fact. Um, so dumb. I don't get it. But. I also am not ready to write off the Patriots because that just seems stupid. You can't do that. No, don't do that. Like we've seen this, we've 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 been here before. Yeah, we're on to Cincinnati. It, like it happens. Twenty-eight um, to three, game's over. Mm, no. Um, Saints Panthers was probably one of the best games of the weekend that nobody talked about. Uh, Saints quietly. Quietly getting things together here without their best player, and who knows how much longer they're going to be without him because he seems it's there's something going on there with Michael Thomas with the conduct detrimental to the team and the injury and him re aggravating it. It's kind of like I don't know, something doesn't seem it's a little fishy, it's a little fishy, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think they're doing. I, th- I don't think they're trading them or anything like that. I just think something to keep an eye on. Um, let's talk your Browns. Who that actually probably was the game of the week. Uh, one of the games of the weekend, uh, excluding the Sunday night game. Baker started out as horribly as you can. Yeah, and answered the bell and balled out the rest of the way. So, I believe you know, his I believe his line after the first quarter was zero for five with an interception. It was. So, the floor is yours. As a Browns fan, and as somebody who would never wish an injury on anyone ever, I have to look at this and think that it almost is a favor to the Cleveland Browns. They can oh, you're talking about OBJ out for the year. They don't have to force a guy the ball, which I never really understood. It's like if he's open, he'll get the ball. I don't understand that. But they can just play more loose. I mean, you looked. He threw five touchdowns to tight ends and running backs. I don't think he's doing that if Odell's on the field. I might be glass half full here. I might be glass half full here, but I think it's a good thing. If you want to trade for somebody, do it. I don't think you do. I think you have good players. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones was extremely underrated coming out of Michigan. If he went to any other school in the Big Ten, he'd probably be a top – or 
first two round guy. These dudes are freak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you still have Jarvis. He'll shake off the injury. You have good tight ends, and hopefully Hunt can stay healthy. And then you get Chubb back, and you're you're a good team. I'm more concerned about the defense giving up a 34 piece to the Bengals. <sighs> Bengals without Joe Mixon. I know. Yeah, don't like when that happens. But they won a game. Um, they did. Also, I'm gonna keep, we're gonna keep beating this dead horse in this podcast. Get Joe Burrow an offensive line, please, please, Cincinnati. Granted, he's got they got a lot of injuries going on right now with their offensive line, but he showed you how good he can be with two brooms and a and three mops at offensive line. So invest in that. Invest in your future. He's going to be really good, and he's super fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could talk a little NFC East. My Eagles got the win against the Giants. Um, wasn't a pretty game, but coming back from down 10 with four minutes and 36 seconds left to go in the game was pretty big for the Eagles. Going to be big for Carson and his confidence going forward. Um, as they start to get more healthy, I mean, they got so many guys starting to practice this week with coming back in the next two to three weeks. It's the team's going to start rounding out. And I don't see, especially after this past weekend, the, the the gap between the Eagles and the rest of the division widened. Yeah. Because Cowboys. Sorry, Sorry Dallas. I'm not. I know you're not, but. Uh, um, And then let's talk last game, uh, Seahawks-Cardinals, the Sunday night game. Uh, Two of probably the more exciting quarterbacks in the league, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, kind of squaring off. Seahawks came out out firing, dominated that first half. Um. But I don't know if you stayed up to watch it or you were, were watching it, but were did you get the feeling that the Cardinals were out of it completely or were you kind of like, yeah, but they're going to make their run? I thought it was over. Did you? Yeah. So I don't know why, but like I, a good part of me was just like, okay, the Seahawks are dominating, but Cardinals are going to start getting something. They're going to start putting things together. I didn't think it was going to turn out like this, like an overtime win. I thought they would make it close and make it interesting. Um, but does this game prove more to you about the Seahawks or the Cardinals going forward? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL every single week. I mean, nobody it you don't get paid. You're like you don't win the Super Bowl by going undefeated. You don't have to. It's not a prereq. Um, I think, though, that being said, that's a big win for Arizona. Confidence moving forward. They have a lot of talent offensively and a young, talented defense. Um, I think it tells me more about them and what they're putting together than it tells me that anything's wrong with Seattle. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, you look at Arizona, and I think if you told people they were 5-2, and two, they would be surprised at that. They're five and two with two wins in the division already against the 
going into the season, the top two teams in that division and the Niners and the Seahawks. Um, and the Rams are five and two as well. So that division is top to bottom, the best in football, I think. And yeah, yes. How, probably yeah. them. But with how weak the NFC East is this year, you might get all four teams from that division in the playoffs. You can. You very well can. That that would be awesome. I mean, with that extra wild card team, seven because again, seven teams are making it. Uh, you're not getting two wild card teams out of the NFC East. The N- NFC North is going to figure itself out. It's going to be the Packers and nobody else because the Bears. How they won five games is beyond me. I don't. I don't get it. I don't, it doesn't make sense. Um. And then the NFC South, that's a two-team division right there. The Bears could lose every game the rest of the season. They could. They might. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you look at it, you're going to have e- NFC East winner, the Packers, Bucks, Saints, that's four teams. Maybe one of those teams from the South doesn't make it. But then, I mean, three or four spots are up for grabs with the NFC West. Because I don't see the Niners getting much worse. I don't see the Rams getting much worse. Cardinals, if they keep playing the way they did on Sunday, why not? And Seahawks look like the class of the NFC right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that leaves us with one undefeated team left in Pittsburgh, and that could be curtains by Sunday with the Ravens. be over that could be over real quick or the rest of their schedule. Yep. Um, Who do they play next week? So they got the Ravens this week and then the Cowboys the week after that. So so if they get past that, then they're probably going 9-0. and Or what is that, 8-0? I can't even count. Um, and then the Bengals. And then the Jags. And then... The Ravens on Thanksgiving. The Ravens again. So, yeah, it could be either up this week or probably up Thanksgiving. I don't think they beat the Ravens twice. No, I don't see that Just happening. Just by the way those games um, are played. And those are, those are yeah, brutal football games, dude. Yeah, smash mouth NFC, AFC North <laughs> football. I mean... From being in that locker room, Ravens week hits different. The guys know it. The coaches know it. Everybody knows that like it's it's going to be a fucking battle. Yeah. Uh, but this week is going to be good. It's got a lot of good games out there. I mean, you got Steelers-Ravens. You've got 49ers-Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, Patriots-Bills. Colts-Lions. Colts coming off a bye. Lions coming off that miracle win. They might get hot. Who knows? Uh, and then you have the uh, Saints-Bears, which is only close because yeah. of the records. And yeah. the real question of the week, the big burning question of week eight in the NFL, does the line in the Kansas City Chiefs-New York Jets game get above 20 points? It's sitting at 19 and a half right now. Where's the game? It's in Kansas City. Eve. 
Dude, they throttled Denver. Oh my gosh, I did not expect that. I mean, like Denver's defense might help them like stick around, but and they did it without Mahomes having a Mahomes game. Yeah, because they got what two defensive scores? A defense and a kick return. Yeah. Yeah. So defense I mean, you don't need them. They're really um, good at. But Sunday morning, what do you think the line is for that game? What's your prediction? Probably 20 and a half. I don't think it gets up to full 21. And we don't want that split. And who are you taking to cover that spread? Because I saw a stat that there's been, I think, nine games in NFL history since the merger of a team being favored by 20 points or more. And the team favored is like two and seven against the spread. That's just so many points in the NFL. Like that does like I don't I don't I know, know how not, a professional I did not expect them to beat Denver by that much. Like by that many no. points. And they did. And I'm like, who oh, they might be hitting their stride no. here. But I mean, last year the Cowboys were favored by twenty one over Miami and Miami covered that spread. Um, I'm not. This is not the sprinkle the money line special of the week. Stay the fuck away from that. But no, <laughs> if if no. you're betting that game, I would take the Jets to cover it just because. I'm sure I, it comes I mean, up in it's yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, Are we having a, another guest picker this week? Uh, we can. I'll figure something out. I'll get somebody on. Get somebody on. Oh, you're um, doing it. Okay. Cool. Unless you have somebody. Do you, do you have somebody? Dude, I talk to you. <laughs> okay, so I'll find somebody. <laughs> um, Anything else? Football wrap up before we wrap this baby up? It's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good weekend because we got college football hitting its stride. NFL's good. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good stuff going on. Baseball's over. I don't have to hear. Oh my god, the only yeah. Shout out to shout out to Dodgers. Oh fuck that. Uh, Shout out to Dodgers for winning that World Series. I guess this will be our first mention of the World Series on this pod. So good job there. If the Dodgers Uh, play the Astros in the World Series this year, hypothetically, like if that happened, I was gonna. Oh oh my god, I was gonna lose my mind. Although I kind of wish it happened just because of chaos. Um, I was talking to Starkey also, this weekend. Yeah. I was talking to Starkey this weekend, and we were just talking about how, like, typically in fandom and, like, sports, you know, across the board for ideally, like, a Browns fan, like, like you hate the Steelers. I don't really hate the Steelers. But we were just talking, like, I think I hate more teams in Major League Baseball than I hate teams in any other sport. I hate – Who do you hate in baseball? Let's get that power rankings. I hate the Astros, but oh dearest God, I hate the fucking Yankees. The Yankees. Ugh. Yep. Three teams. I don't think I hate any well, other the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers are the NL version of the Yankees. I know. That's why I hate them. And then obviously, you know why everybody hates the Astros. But Yeah. I mean they're cheaters. Um, yeah, shout out to Dodgers. Congrats on winning the World Series. Uh, belated shout out to Lakers for winning the NBA championship because we did not cover that on the spot. 
So I hate them too. Um, so I hate one NBA team. Yep. I don't think I hate the teams necessarily. I think I just hate the fans. But I hate the Astros. Because they're like and I hate the Yankees. I hate I hate Lakers fans. Did you see on Monday Night Football last week the Cardinals Cowboys game that Cowboys fan that was wearing the Yankees mask and I was just like, Oh, that's so perfect. Just like, has there ever been a more hated civilian in the history of sports? He, than probably, that has guy? A, he probably has a Lakers hat at home. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, oh, the worst human ever. Him and that about reps. Yeah, that's everything I got. A uh, quick shout, a couple of shout outs we got here on the pod uh, for for former guests. We had Julia Cole. She climbed Mount Kilimanjaro this past week. Um, nice job, so. Man. Super dope there. Congrats to her. <laughs> and I believe she wrote a song on the, like during the course of the climb. So awesome the there. Climb? I don't think so. All rights reserved. Um, Hannah Montana. Yeah. Yeah. But congrats to Julia there. And then this weekend, uh guest Max Brown is calling his first college game at La Tech UAB. It's on stadium. I don't know where you guys can find it, but if you can find it and you can't watch it. Go ahead. He's got a lot of genius to bring to the game, and uh, I'm excited to see his analyst debut. Um, yeah, that, that's all I got, man. Uh, I'll see you on Friday for wagers, and we'll see about getting a guest. But, Are we doing uh, five and five again? Maybe not five and five. Uh, maybe like five and three, something like that. Okay, let me write this down. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. Uh. Be better this week, though. Yeah, it was bad. All right, it was bad. You're you're better than I that. I need to stop taking upsets in college football. I just cheer for upsets. I'm like, just happen, just happen, and I just need to need to get a little bit more smart with that. It happens. It happens. I was good but, in the um, NFL. I was good. I what I lose only lost the Arizona game. I had the Steelers. Oh, and my money line or the over under with the Chiefs and Broncos didn't hit, but yeah, I didn't hit. Which I thought that was a lock once I heard it was snowing. I'm like, oh, unders for sure. No, I heard the game. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but then I said boo because Mahomes not my fantasy team. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. Um. Oh, last NFL point for all. If there are any Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that listen to this, and you're thinking that Antonio Brown is the answer. I'm sorry, because that's going to cause way that's more problems wild. than solutions for that that's team. That's wild, dude. Uh, good luck. It's going to be fun to watch. I can't believe they're doing I can. That. What do you mean you can't believe it? I can. Arians as, said As all hard-headed that as Bruce shit. Arians is. I know, but I don't yeah. think he – I know and then he turns to his quarterback and he goes, oh – I know you're hurt at wide receiver and you're not 100%, but those guys can get it done, man. Those guys can get it done. If you want to go out and get somebody who's washed up and old, go find an older tight end than Rob Gronkowski. Jesus. We're bringing Des Bryant. I'd rather have him than AB right now. I'd rather have Shout Dez. out to Ravens for getting him. I think Des is more – he's more like the sense of urgency is there. Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's older, a, hasn't played in a couple ball, of years. Man. Such a bum. Although I picked him up in my one fantasy league. <laughs> Just now, let's see what happens. I mean, I'm hurting. Of course you did. Yeah, he was my keeper last year, so 
that worked out well for me. <laughs> um, it had, it had but, a chance. All right, guys, enjoy it. It did. I thought it was fine. Um, Just wrap it up, dude. Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, enjoy football. Uh, happy Halloween. Technically, you, technically you uh, can mute me. I can, but I'm not going to. Uh, happy Halloween. Enjoy football. We'll see you guys Friday. Uh, stay safe. Stay well. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Matt, see you. See ya.